number two of the show here on your Thanksgiving week Monday. Good to be with you today, Matt and Patrick. Uh, Terry John Zila is our food expert. We have had him on for many years talking about food issues, including Thanksgiving. He is kind enough today to join us to talk about Thanksgiving. This time, though, he is where I was a week ago. He's in New Orleans uh, down there taking a well-deserved Thanksgiving off because he is the hardest working person I know. Terry John Zila, kind enough to take some time. Hey, Terry. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Listen to the pep in your step, my friend. You are... <laughs> As, uh, talk, about, talk about a pep in my step. I have officially done 30,000 steps already today. Uh, no, really? So wait, that's about... Wait, that's like 10 miles, 12 miles. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, it's been nuts. I just... I, I hit the French Quarter hard, and I've just been walking. Of course, I did stop for th- three beignets, shoveled those down, yeah. and I thought, I need to keep walking. So you are okay. So what else did you eat? Okay, since you're down there, I mean, I had the beignets. I was at Cafe Du Monde. Did you do those? No, we did the at Cafe Beignet. Okay, of all places. What's well, if they're going to put beignet in the title, if they're they're going to put beignet in the title, it better be a good beignet. And, and they were delicious. I thought they gave me three of them. I thought to myself, I'll have one, and then I'll <laughs> find someone in the cafe that I can give them to. And I thought. I don't think so. I just ate them all, and I'm like, you know what? This is all about me right now. Did you do the muffaletta sandwich at Central Grocery? Because that is, I think, no, the I best thing. Honestly, I, I, I got off. I got off the plane. Got, got my, they let me in my hotel room early. I have been just walking. That is on the um, agenda for lunch tomorrow because I'm going to the Commander's Palace for dinner tonight. Nice. And I'm saving my calories for that. That's so em- muffaletta sandwich. You're going to go. That's for tomorrow. The Commander's Palace. That's that's Emeril Lagasse's old place, right? Like he, but no, it wasn't his old place. He was the chef there. Yeah. yeah. So, what, do you know what you're going? Do you know what you're going to have yet? No. What I what I do is I can't have lobster, crab, or shellfish stock. I just tell the chef that, and I say, just bring me dinner. <laughs> is it a muffaletta sandwich? <laughs> Well, I'm hoping it's going to, not that that's not lovely in its own right. I'm hoping it'll be something that I can actually use a knife and fork with. So you you are down there. I mean, and, and you are one of the hardest working people out there. Terry John Zila, catering.com. You want fantastic food. You got an event coming up. Sweet Jesus. This guy is brilliant. His food is amazing. And seriously, just go take a look at the photos at terryjohnzilacatering.com. It is wonderful there. You, you, you've volunteered. You've been, uh, you've been a charity prize many Thanksgivings. You have been making pies and, and other foods for people for Thanksgivings. I'm glad you're taking this one off. Has it been a little difficult to adjust to this? But the weird thing is last week was the busiest week we've ever had for our catering company and everything. Literally, with the coffee shop, the wedding cakes. Everything's been the busiest week we've ever had. So it was nice to have this week off because the coffee shop was slow because of the holiday. Yep. And we did have, I had about 10 calls for dinners and we weren't even advertising. We had about 15 calls for pie and it was hard to say no. But again, I think next year, um, it just kind of revs me up and I know that next year we'll, we'll get back into that. But this is the first year in 15 years that I have not done this. And but and I'm glad you're not. If you want to know the truth, I'm really glad. Your pies are amazing, by the way. Your cherry pie is the best cherry pie I've ever had in my life. It is. It is, they are amazing. But the reality is, is I see how hard you're, my friend. I see how hard you work at this. And I think sometimes Thanksgiving, the one of the things that's nice about Thanksgiving is being done and relaxing and taking some time. So I'm very glad you are taking some time for yourself this week. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, but also here's the thing, though. Don't feel too sorry for me because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and that's the problem. I mean, the thing is, it's just like, I mean, I just got 12 new cookbooks in the last two weeks. Okay. It's, it's my, <clears throat> my hobby is my work, and my, and, but my work is my hobby. So I'm not exactly suffering. Uh-huh. Um, so what are you on Thanksgiving Day? Are you in New Orleans on Thanksgiving Day? No, I'm in New Orleans um, Monday and Tuesday. Uh, my brother and his wife are driving from Lafayette to pick me up. I'll be spending um, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with them. Okay. And then they're going to drive me back to New Orleans, and I'll be spending Saturday and a uh, good part of Sunday before I come back to Minneapolis Sunday night. Any idea what your New Orleans, or excuse me, your Louisiana Thanksgiving feast will be like? No, um, it will be my first Southern Thanksgiving. And they gave me a little clues, but the whole thing is they just didn't want me to do anything because I think they do know of what Thanksgiving is usually like for me. So I, I have been instructed to do nothing. <laughs> well, that's, first of all, good call. Uh, I've had Southern Thanksgiving multiple times. It's amazing. And, I mean, it, it obviously, I mean, one of the things you and I have talked over the years about the, the regional differences that you get, and, and you're going to get cor- you're probably going to get cornbread stuffing. And, 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 but I mean, it is, yeah. it's so wonderfully done down there. It's, it's a far cry from what you get up here when we try to do cornbread stuffing and also pecan pie, because that's, that's what you're going to get. That's, I mean, my goodness, in New Orleans, I had, I had pecan pie three times because it was always on the menu and I love pecan pie. And so you, my, my guess is you're going to get a little bit of that as well. Well, and I think interesting enough, we probably won't have a green bean casserole and we probably won't have sweet potatoes with marshmallows, but you know what? I'm okay with that. Okay. What the the sweet potatoes with ma- uh, marshmallows? That was one which was always a staple. Now I was in Georgia. I've been in South Carolina for Thanksgiving. Georgia for Thanksgiving. Uh, and, uh, so I've I've seen the sweet potato casserole there. Is this a you know they, you've told them no they can't bring it in or is this the, the decision that's just not on the table? Oh no 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 no! I have no control issue. I mean honestly, again, if it's not lobster or crab, put it in front of me. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Okay, so just a, a different thing. Have they given you any any other hints on any fun side dishes? You know, honestly, I think he mentioned something, but I was I was multitasking yeah. at the time, so I wasn't really paying attention to him. Um, so uh, he was just mentioning it started sounding like Charlie Brown's teacher. Okay, so I um, <laughs> I was just kind of listening to him talk. I knew what the subject that he was talking of, but I I was busy. Oh. So uh, I'm just going to roll with it. It's like whitewater rafting. I'm just going to get in the boat. I know that I won't capsize. If I do capsize, it'll just be into gravy, and I'm uh, good with that. You well, I'm glad you're – once again, I know you You love your work. You're very good at your work. My God, you're brilliant at your work. And But I'm glad you're taking this time off because you get. it should be one of those things you experience every once in a while. Let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Here's the one that I have for you this year. I know of a lot of people now – Whatever floats your boat. It's not illegal. Knock yourself out. Thanksgiving is turkey for a lot of people. I have heard ham. Of course, you and I have also talked about the vegetarian thing. But I have heard and I've I've heard from two friends who said they're doing prime rib this year, which I thought was interesting. And then I was up on realsimple.com and realsimple.com said it's the fourth most searched recipe this year is prime rib. Yeah. I think people are something different. And also, the, I think, interestingly enough, that um, uh, brisket, people want brisket. And a friend of mine who's a chef was online saying, you know, why do you have that dry turkey? I think the problem is, is that a lot of people don't know how to cook turkey. Yeah. 
So they're just so afraid it's going to be dry. And if they just knew how to cook it, it'd be wonderful. And I remember cooking for my parents, and I was cutting this, carving the turkey, and my mom goes, oh, that turkey doesn't done. Turkeys don't have juice. And my dad gently put his hand on her forearm and said, no, honey, your turkeys don't have juice. <laughs> oh, the hard lessons of life, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> But I think, but I, I think people. But also, though, it's just as easy to screw up a prime rib, and it's a more expensive screw up as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now I've 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 learned how to prime rib is one of my favorite, and so I know how to make it. But yeah, I mean, if, if you're said or you said it right, if you're going to screw up one thing, I'd rather screw up a turkey than I would screw up a prime rib. Uh, but I mean, right. I, I, it doesn't surprise me though when you talk about brisket and stuff in mean, Texas. I mean, that it, I, I, I guess I don't know too much about the prevalence of turkey as just kind of a regional food. I mean, I grew up in the upper Midwest. I grew up in Rhode Island where they had turkeys out there. They, you know, we had them in the South. But, you know, I imagine you get towards the, the Texas, you get to the desert Southwest. I mean, I don't know how many turkeys are even there. I imagine brisket and beef roast were kind of the, the course right. du jour for many years down there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's reasonable. I mean, reasonable. Um, regional. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everywhere. And then. And then, I mean, by the time you get to California, what the heck do they put on their food anyway? If they actually eat it. <laughs> They'll just look at it it's like, isn't it pretty? <laughs> uh, or, 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 or pretend to eat and then go throw it up. But that's wow. unfortunate. But anyway. Wow. All right. You, uh, one of the things that helps with you uh, in, in regards to this is you have given me the greatest turkey recipe. And once again, it's your brine recipe. I've got it. I'll post it, by the way, for everyone out there that wants to do the brine recipe, the apple cider brine recipe you gave me years ago. I am never going back because it's a prop freaking turkey. You cut into it right. and the juices just come flowing out of the thing. I love that. And it, it gives – I mean everyone that comes says it's the same thing. It's the best turkey they've ever had because it's just so moist. Right. And also it heats up better that way as well. Also, again – I was actually talking to, this, to somebody else that came into the coffee shop, and they were asking me cooking questions. Imagine that. Yeah. And they were saying about, you know, well, you can't have a big bird because people get sick. And I said, no, the problem is, is that people got sick because they would take a big, huge bird, they'd stuff it the night before and put it in the fridge. Yep. Then they'd take it out, and they'd bake it in the oven. The, by the time the stuffing got to the temperature, um, the turkey was so chalky that um, – um, uh, it was just ruined. And uh, the thing is, you can't stuff the bird and then refrigerate it. And my tip to everybody is, you can go ahead and stuff your bird. Get your bird out and, to room temperature and then put your stuffing in the microwave and stuff your turkey with warm dressing. Yes. Well, ch- Chalky Turkey, by the way, that is a great pu- – if there's not a punk band named Chalky Turkey, I don't – That's there needs to be one by the end of the day. Uh, I follow your advice from – I think it was the first year you were on. You would said, you know, Matt, make the stuffing in a pan separate, cook the turkey separate, and then what he, you would advise me to do is saying put another – you know, per like pound of stuffing, put another half cup of, 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 of turkey stock into the stuffing, and that way when you're roasting it, in a pan, it won't dry out, and I've gone with that, and by God, right. once again, you were right. Because here's the thing is that you can, like I said, you, if you use the warm stuffing and you stuff your bird, you will find, though, without the stuffing, your bird cooks so much faster because you have that whole cavity where the heat's going in. Mm-hmm. So you can cook a turkey in a couple hours. This whole idea of having the turkey cook for five hours, that's, that's a misnomer. 
Um, but when you have the turkey that's been properly prepped and there's no dressing inside, although the dressing inside the turkey is phenomenal, but um, when you don't have that, the the hot air from the oven cooks the bird basically from the inside out as well. So you just get you get a bird that you have a lot more control over the temperature. Uh, that's why I say if you are insisting on insist on stuffing your bird, make sure the stuffing's hot when you put it in, and that's where the bird will cook faster that way. And cook a room temperature bird. Don't put a cold bird in the oven. You've also said another thing too, which I, I appreciate, and I think a lot of people have is don't be afraid. I mean, dark meat cooks at a different rate than white meat does, and you've right. you've been one of those people that's talked about breaking down the bird and cooking them separately so that you don't dry out the, the white meat to just to get to the the dark meat done correctly. Right, and also too, I mean, Norman Rockwell isn't going to come over for dinner, nor his ancestors. So the idea of putting the turkey, the whole turkey on the table, and then carving it. I don't know what moron thought that up. But how uncomfortable as you're sitting there with your electric knife, you know, the one that goes back and forth, um, that's plugged in. And um, and then you that, that's, I just remember my parents, and I watched the, the chalky meat come off the brittle bones, and it was like... <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to do that just because. Okay, now I make I make your your juicy prop turkey, but if I was to do that on the table, I'd have to do it in a swimming pool because I'd you know there's there wouldn't be enough of a platter to to hold all the juices in the damn thing. Right, right. So, but yeah, it's interesting that I mean, uh, oh god, how Thanksgiving has changed. But I still I think people really like tradition. So you can do a ham, you can do all that. But I think there's something about having the turkey and the leftovers that are nice because. Prime rib leftovers are not as good as turkey leftovers. Well, you know, I do. I got a really good thing with prime rib. I got a good thing that makes it makes you know good prime rib sandwiches. But of course, you know, I got a little bit of that Italian influence in me when I grew up in Rhode Island. So that's kind of you know a good beef sandwich is something I'm, I, I love. So I mean, it's not bad. But I will say this: I love the I love what you can do with the turkey afterwards because. In Minnesota, of course, we do the turkey tetrazzini with wild rice. You can do that. I also make an amazing turkey soup if I can pat myself on the back enough. But I do it because it tastes so good because that night I've you got – th- You hurt your shoulder the last time you did that, remember? <laughs> I can't do it too often, so it's pretty hearty when I do. Uh, so, what I, I mean, what you do is you get that, that bird carcass in the pot that night, I mean, and, and you, you take care of business, put it outside. Once again, another bit of advice for you, if it's cold Minnesota – you put it out there, boil it down, take the pot, put it outside like in the back of a car for the night. When you get up in the morning, you can skim all the fat off it, and there you go. You've got great stock, and right. off you go with a, a soup. I, I think turkey soup is, is is one of my family favorites just as much as the turkey meal on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And what I like to do is if you have the extra turkey meat, make up some wild rice and then some vegetables in there. Um, no. uh, put it in the casserole dish, and then you put the mashed potatoes over it mm-hmm. with the, and the stuffing. And you have basically like a shepherd's pie with turkey. And that's a really fun way to have the leftovers as well. The thing about prime rib is that when you reheat prime rib, you actually have to use hot beef stock to reheat it. You can't cook it again. No, you're exactly right, and you have to have. I I do like those 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 uh, you know kind of uh, paste bouillons. If you want to do those, that helps out. You know those flavor ones in the jar. They're not bad. Obviously, you want to use beef stock, but I I'll use that a little bit because that can that's a quick thing as opposed to like a bouillon cube. It's much better than that. Well, actually, there's a packet of shilling that has the au jus. Yeah, it's like it's in the same spices. That au jus is actually less salty than the beef bouillon cubes. And I think the the bouillon cubes can be awfully salty but yeah. i do think that the i think it's a shilling brand um 
the packets of that zoo, that can actually be really nice. But again, that's people to understand when they try to reheat the beef. Man, it's you know, it's it's not like a potato. You can a twice baked potato is great. Twice baked prime rib, <laughs> it's, it's kind of. Bad. Well, and you are. Let's bring in. Let's not. Let's not be biased here. Let's bring in the ham because when I was down there, uh, there was a lot of places that were advertising uh, Thanksgiving ham dinner in New Orleans. And I mean, I mean, I knew a lot of people back when I lived in the South for a few years that that the ham was as much pop. I might have even been more popular some people than turkey. You know, I, a good ham is always a nice option too. I, I do enjoy that. Your, your, your inner Homer Simpson. Yes, mm, yeah. <laughs> Meats. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, and for all the people out there who are vegan, vegetarian, you and I have talked for many years. It's always nice. I, I, I've always, if I've got someone who's coming to the show that doesn't ha- that doesn't eat meat, I always put out one or two just really hearty vegetarian based side dishes that you're going to get filled up on and you're not going to be feeling left out. So I well, always no, try to I do that. I think I gave you that recipe for the roasted vegetable um, salad with uh, pearl, pearl couscous. Yes. Yeah, I, I got that, that one. That was great for vegetarians. That was great. Um, um, and nowadays, also, I have discovered, you know, with the coffee shop, we have vegans come in. And I do, um, there's a vegan chorizo from Trader Joe's that's mm. phenomenal. Okay. All right. I'm okay. And I'm I'm on this action. All right. All right. But honestly, but honestly, we make a vegan breakfast sandwich with that. It is phenomenal. Now, granted, I mean, with a lot of vegetarians, that they with the mystery meats, sometimes I mean, I don't know, I don't know how healthy they are. But that <laughs> vegan chorizo is you almost want to be alone with it. It's just delicious. I, you do have to be careful with that because anytime you get into that heavy duty process side of things, it can go wrong really fast. There can be a lot. You got to look at the list of ingredients on that thing. Right, right. So, but I think that that's a good that's a, that's a good thing to do if you want something heartier, like that 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 kind of a more of a dinner type feel. That roasted vegetable salad with the pearl couscous, and you add a little bit of the heated um, um, uh, uh, chorizo from the, the from the vegan chorizo from Costco or not Costco um, from um, Trader Joe's. I think it can feel more like dinner to people because mm. you get that depth. Uh, any, I've asked you about this before. I don't know if you have any on the top of your mind. If you don't, don't worry about it. But any wine choices, any wine thoughts this year? Do me one favor. I just did the Rondo Gala dinner last Wednesday. And we had a Beaujolais. Okay. Now, for some reason, people around Thanksgiving get out the Nouveau Beaujolais, which is the most disappointing, sad trombone of a wine was ever created. It's, <laughs> it's, it, 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 there's something about Nouveau Beaujolais. I just hate it's edgy, it's sharp, but it's a trend, and I think they try it because it's uh, it's wine that they're trying to get rid of. But a Beaujolais is spectacular with turkey, as is Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 now I think a lot of times people think with white meat you get white wine. Um, I think if you're going to do a white wine, um, sometimes the Australian and the Chilean white wines have a lot more flavor to them mm-hmm. than sometimes American Chardonnays. And I think you're going to get that. They'll, they'll, they'll stand up to the bird a little bit better. Also, a lot of people for Thanksgiving, a dry Riesling. Um, it's got a pitch of a good amount of fruit for like, you know, your, if you have the Manischewitz crowd that wants to feel a little more sophisticated, getting a dry Riesling will give them a little more residual sugar and will go really well with food. If you add a little bit of brightness. I did, I read an article, uh, the Australian wines, a lot of people are pointing to those. That's, they're getting some really good wines out of Australia right now. Well, and there's, I, I just find that there's more flavor. And I have a great wine rep from Rootstock, and um, I'm not a huge drinker, um, but I do like Brut Rosé. But she's brought some wines into me 
that um, kind of open up my mind. Um, uh, and I like them with food. I, I mean, to sit and have a glass of wine has never been my thing. But if I'm eating something and I have a little bit of wine with it, um, then I then I get I get the process much more. For me, wine is meant to be um, drank with something that I'm eating rather than just a beverage. Um, if you get the chance, take the take the streetcar up to City Park and go to the New Orleans Museum of Art uh, Sculpture Garden. It's spectacular, absolutely spectacular. It could be the best one I've ever seen. Uh, it that's, re- that's, 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 that's on the agenda tomorrow afternoon. Beautiful. You enjoy that. And then City Park is amazing to walk through. It's very pretty. And if you get, you also you get the chance to go to the World War II Museum. That's really great, too. I'm glad. I mean, I know you like to work, but I'm glad you're taking this Thanksgiving off. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Terry, and all my best. Thank you so much for joining us, and thanks for all this great information. No, not a problem. I will talk to you soon. Take care, my friend. Travel safe. Terry John Zila, and once again, the catering is terryjohnzilacatering.com. That's terryjohnzilacatering.com. You need a, a caterer. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Let's take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.